0: You're receiving it right now. Give your words. Give your encouragements. Step out and pray. This is what makes the church powerful. There are no elevated people in here. There's ordinary people moved by the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you, Matthew and I are here at 5.30 in the morning. I've never seen any of you here at 5.30 in the morning. We're here praying and getting ready to serve you something, to give you something. What would happen if you had that same attitude? For every person sitting on your left and right. I'm gonna say give us till six to let us get everything opened. But you are welcome, friends. You are welcome. Corporate prayer will change the world. Is that fair enough? Okay. So we have a couple of testimonies that we want to share, more than a couple. Cody, you uh you you had your hand up, JJ had a hand up, Ray had a hand up. And then I've got some healing testimonies. So guys, let these be popcorn testimonies because we've got goodness to share. You first, Cody, for no other reason than I can't miss you when looking out into the room. Okay, so I
1: don't know if y'all remember, but uh, I asked Do you you stand up? Oh, All right, so but I told y'all testimony of a girl that called and I wasn't able to- answer. All right,
0: run to the mic, come on. Get a little jog on, let's see some jiggle. Come on, man, there you go. It's like, so you're nice with it. Come on now. Cody's my son. I can pick on him. I'm really proud of him. So anyway, so last Sunday
1: I gave a testimony also, kind of like a heartbreak, but a girl called and I wasn't able to answer it, but just showed that that much I was able to talk to her. I wasn't, there were several answers, several calls weren't able to answer, but I talked to one and uh, I talked to her. I was trying to say, hey, where, where are you at? What's your name? As soon as I asked her what's your name, she started to say something in a male voice in the background yelled at her, and boom, she hung up the phone, and that was it, I Haven't talked to her, so we went on the street Friday night, and uh, the girl that called found us, said, hey, I tried calling, this is what happened, she called multiple times, I couldn't answer, so we got with her, and of course, when you're walking the street, um, the girls can't stop, because the pimps are watching, and they'll get beat, and uh, so she was walking down the strip, back and forth, back and forth, and she would wave at us, anyway, so as she was walking by, she whispered to us, follow me, so we followed her, she, she went down, she went out to the hotel and took us into a laundry room. You could see she had huge bruises on her face, all over her body, and on her legs. She said she wanted to get out, but she was afraid because she had three kids. And her pimp has her kids. Her mom has, her pimp's mom has her kids. And she's so terrified of the fear. And as, the, as we were doing that, the hotel manager, which is in correlation with the pimps themselves, came in there and said, no, you got to leave, you got to leave. So we went out. She called. And just to have that connection. she says, I called, I called, I couldn't get through, but I called and I found you today. And just, guys, your prayers work so much. And she's not out today, but just where she has that effort. She was able to make that contact. So I just encourage you guys, if you pray, it doesn't have to do with the sex trafficking industry, but just prayer in general. God answers our prayers. And that little girl that is sitting there on the street that gets beat, that is out there prostituting herself out, she knows that there's a way of hope. Now, there is a way out. So, guys, I just ask that y'all continue to pray because the breakthrough isn't done yet. So I just encourage you guys, continue praying, but also your prayers are heard because this girl that gets beat was willing to come out and say, hey, I need help. I tried calling you. She's willing to sacrifice her body in order to get something more. So I just encourage you guys. There's so much going on, but don't ever forget prayer. Amen. Amen. So we prayed on Wednesday night. What night did you find
0: her, Cody? Friday We prayed on Wednesday. How big is Houston? Six million people? But Jesus had them run into each other. Come on, saints. Who are the other popcorn testimonies? Ray, hop up. Good morning, guys. So We've been going to the prison ministry every Sunday. And uh, just today we went and uh, just the Lord's been moving so much in there. Uh, we had so many people want to come in. We had to get, we had to do a second uh, sermon. Too many people wanted to come in. Just, it's just growing so much. And uh, me and Jacob, we had too many people in, the, in each group. So we split up to go to the uh, Jerry Rose. These people aren't allowed to go to the church because they, they're like isolated.
2: So even the Lord got a chance to move his word into those places. Just, he's blessed that place so much. Come oh, on.
0: J.J., you added something?
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess the transition to the healing testimonies. Last night, about 1230, Josiah is waking up crying and uh, screaming, crying, and uh, his ear is just hurting so bad. And when your child says, pray that Jesus will heal me, you start praying. Wow. So, uh, and I praise the Lord that he knows to say that. Uh, but he, uh, and we pray for him, and seemingly nothing, so we do all the natural kind of stuff we try to do. Uh Go back in. The, I pray for him one more time. Uh, go out and he was, he was getting something. I come back in and I noticed when I prayed for him, he just kind of calmed down uh, and he wasn't real fearful anymore. And I came back in. And now he's like, tell him, tell him what you said. I don't know what I say. You know, it's like he said, "Jesus healed me." He Amen. So and we were hallelujah for that. We were thankful. But it's so on the end of the story. An hour later, after that's all said, now he's back in bed. He's crying again. His ear's hurting again. So we're having a fight for this healing. And we came to probably about 5.30 this morning by the time she got back in bed. Uh, We were both up off and on all through the night. Uh, And then go ahead from this morning, about 9 o'clock.
3: Josiah walked in the room. I wasn't
1: going to come to church because we've been up since 5.30. He's up. And so I'm up and I was sitting dressed. I was seeing Emily and he walks in and he says, Mom, Jesus touched me. He healed me, Mom. I'm his favorite. (laughs)
0: babes. Don't jump in church. Don't do it. You rob us of your testimony and, and you don't get ours. Don't miss church. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yes. You know what that says in the Greek and in the Hebrew? It says don't miss church. <laughs> We're going to have an unorthodox service. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sasha got filled with the Holy Ghost. What's more, I have the distinct impression that Jesus brought her here for that purpose. Amen.
3: Maybe
0: that might be one off the list. Shelby asked
3: Jesus into
0: her heart. Shelby got born again.
3: Jesus!
0: Brother Mike made his new
2: start in life too
0: yeah, Amen
2: yeah. Stand up you can do it. Stand up, say again You can again. do it for me, you can do it for anybody Amen
4: Amen.
5: Amen.
2: i Amen. Amen. Amen,
0: Amen. Amen. is all we need. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole lot more fun not to have to preach. Yeah. Oh, Thank you for testifying. Yeah. These are my friends. Please pray for them. Let them pray for you. Share your lives with them. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I want to share a couple of healing testimonies with you. Then we're going to let Brother Steve share his own and that's probably going to pull the roof off the building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, how would you stand up and wave to everybody? I'm gonna start as a ways ago. How old's Bethany now? She's nine. She's nine. <laughs> nine. Jim's got a condition that when she gets pregnant, her liver is adversely affected. I don't know what it's called. It doesn't matter, it's the devil. Yeah. We'll just call it the devil. Michael was a bit of a miracle because he was born early for no reason. And that helps because in the 37th and 38th week her liver seems to go insane. And uh, it probably saved his life. So now Bethany comes along nine years ago. Her liver count soared to over 300 on whatever scale they use. And uh, she had a Jewish doctor. In fact... I think I was with Steve and Deedee praying in a different hospital when I first heard the story. Her liver count needed to be under 50 for a regular pregnancy, a regular birth. So they scheduled her to induce. They were very worried that Bethany may not make it. It causes stillbirths because the whole body becomes toxic. We laid hands on her and felt no fireworks, no special amazing thing. We just believed through ourselves at the mercy of God. What did it drop to? 40? 10 points to the good. The Lord has been training this body of believers. This is what's happening. He's teaching us, and it's escalating. I want to encourage you to believe for bigger and bigger things. I I want to show you a picture that shows the escalation. This is Christopher. We let Chris go, didn't we? I got a buzz up here if y'all can help me with that. Christopher has some abnormalities in his rib cage you can see that up on the left-hand side of the screen and the way that they're formed when if you're not an orthopod maybe angie can see it because she's a nurse but he's missing a rib and uh was it dr what was it nasaki masiati masiati uh first looked at him he's a surgeon and he uh He said you have to get this child to an orthopod a specialist something is wrong he's missing a whole rib Uh, let's go to the next one this was the other image he still has the same abnormality up on the left-hand side which proves that it was not a mistake but there is a rib in this picture that was not in the previous picture Jesus grew him a rib No, no, no. No, that's like somebody gave you a piece of gum. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus proved his name him. I was working in the medical community on, at the time, and do you know what group I called on? Orthopods. I took this with me everywhere. I showed it to them. They all said there had to be a mistake in the imagery until they saw the abnormalities. It proves it's the same boy. Uh, I want to share just with you a few healing testimonies. Is that okay?
4: Yes.
0: Yes. There's this lady I don't know very well, but she's been hanging around in my life a long time. She had not been able to get rid of me or me her. And she sent us a video. Go ahead and play that video.
3: stage two follicular cancer and then it was aggressive.
0: We were all praying and obviously hoping that uh, the biopsy report from my mother would come back benign and it did not. Uh, My mother's jaw just kind of dropped I could see that uh, it was bad news from her response.
3: After that I just handed the phone to Michelle because I really didn't know what to think because I knew that I had been told I was healed and it had been confirmed sister
0: took the phone from her trying to make sure that she got the whole scoop on what was going on and she repeated what the doctor said to her which was it is stage two cancer it is very aggressive more so than the kind michelle had
3: After that, um, sc- surgery was scheduled, but in the meantime, the church laid hands on me and prayed five different times that I would be healed and that the cancer would be benign. Um,
0: first off, that morning was somewhat somber. Everybody is obviously scared. We're hoping that we're going to see yeah. the Red Sea part, but uh, we're facing the Red Sea, and uh, none of us knew quite what to say, so we laughed and joked with mom and told her, you'll be fine, you know, which is a phrase that she uses a lot.
3: And after the surgery, Eric had talked to the doctor and the results were that it was benign.
0: Well, uh, the surgery went longer than we expected, uh, which was a little nerve-wracking, and uh, when the surgeon came out, uh, she said that it was good news um, that the surgery had gone well, and She went on to say they took frozen cross sections of the uh, mass and a lot of other things, but then she said it. uh, It was benign.
3: Jesus did heal the cancer. It was there, and he took it away, and I'm just very thankful that he did do it.
0: My God
5: sustains me.
3: God is my king.
5: My God is everything to me.
3: God is my rock. Uh, My God is my... God is my healer and he will always be and I just give him thanks for everything he's done.
0: god's in the healing business let's have that next picture joy we're so skeptical as americans you would think one would be enough or two or three or four or five i didn't even have a picture of this a man who's now not serving jesus still has it on his facebook page this woman had been in a wheelchair for more than a year When I say that healing is escalating, you know, when Jennifer Hall had her liver condition, we could see that her skin was yellow, but we couldn't see what was happening to the baby. We didn't know. It was a test that showed us. When the creative miracle happened with Chris, that was something new for us. Literally a new body part grew. With my mother, it's different when it hits your house. It's one thing when you preach to everyone else. It's different. When it hits your house It's insulting in a whole new way When you're a preacher of the gospel And it hits your house This wheelchair We had a few hundred people watching us We had just made bold claims About Jesus This woman's legs were ashy white Cold to the touch And when we prayed for her She said at first I feel like standing And as she stood Blood rushed into her legs They became warm This lady pushed her wheelchair home and she had not, she'd been confined to it for more than a year. She often laid on the floor in her house, unable to even get back in her wheelchair. I love Jesus. Hallelujah. Who's this
4: guy?
0: You ever get into those weird theological wrinkles? But I caused this situation. Like maybe I ate too many carcinogens. I mean, I eat barbecue as often as I can get it. Right? <laughs> Pastors share things from their lives that are difficult for your benefit. I have a son that is remarkable. Amen. Amen. But he mouthed off to me. He said something not nearly as bad as the kind of things that I said regularly to my parents. And I slapped him. <coughs> slapped him right across the jaw. I know that's very sad. I'm a pastor and I see, I feel the glare. I didn't touch his ear. I struck him on the jaw. But when he got up off the ground, he couldn't hear so we took him to a general practitioner because of my sin and the general practitioner said he uh, had a severe perforation in his eardrum so they gave him medicine and waited a couple of weeks and uh, took him back and they said this is not going to heal, you need to see a surgeon how do you think I'm feeling at that moment and rightly so So how do you find the faith to believe that Jesus is going to heal what you just broke? But let's just be honest. Isn't that what he does? So the surgeon told us he cannot repair this. The hole is too big. The deficit is too great. We decided to go to India instead of having the surgery. We left the village that had not seen Christians in 300 years. Their idols were everywhere. We prayed for every person in the village and didn't see a thing. And as we left the village, my son felt a pop in his ear. He felt it pressurize as the Holy Ghost put his ear back together. And then we went and played in the ocean because he wasn't able to go into the water before that without searing pain. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how you got in the position that you're in. Our king, he's the healer. Yeah. Amen. My sin caused his problem, but Jesus died for my sin so that we didn't have to sin any longer and we could be filled with the power of Amen. God. Amen. Yeah. Y'all love Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. There's a man sitting with us that God sent from Chicago through great trial, great hardship, great toil for nothing but encouragement to me. I, I think he's supposed to still be in the hospital, but instead he's sitting <laughs> in the church. Steve, would you come tell something of your story?
4: Yeah. You have that
0: mic.
5: <laughs> well, i just want to add my testimony to what you already had here in this church. When I came in June... I had no idea that, that I had cancer in my body, and in September, they did a PET scan, which is the second full- body scan, and they do it with nuclear medicine, and they shoot you with dyes and stuff, and they can tell you exactly where it is. And it's in my tonsil and my lymph nodes in my neck. And on Monday of this week, I went in and they took out my tonsil my lymph nodes, and tissues in my neck, and they found no cancer. That's all I know. What can you say?
4: Glory to God.
5: You know, I'm lying there, and I'm just coming to grips with the fact that I've got another... 25, 30, 35 years to really serve the living God. I can heal cancer. You know, Titus 1 2 tells us that God, who cannot lie, is promised. And my testimony is God is greater than cancer. And he's, it's not just that He has the power. God is willing to use it for his people that believe. Amen. That, that's what we've got to, I mean, everyone in this room truly, fundamentally believes. If there's a God, God has the power to heal me. Yes. Yes. But who's expecting it? Yes. How many of us <clears throat> are really believing that today God's going to touch me? Yes. He's going to use that power, that the love of God, is as great as his power. See, we do a horrible disservice to God's character by magnifying his power and questioning his love. We say, God, we believe you could do it if you wanted to. Yes. We're like the leper in Mark 1. If you want to, you could make me whole. The leper honestly doesn't know. He doesn't know the goodness of God. He doesn't know the mission of Jesus. We do. Yes. Amen. I'm here to tell you, I'm more dangerous today
4: than I was God is awesome.
5: And by his grace, I'm going to tell the world. I want to say thank you to every one of you. I don't know what to say. I mean, God did brought us from Chicago to come here and be healed. Amen. That's, that's pretty awesome this last week we've had so many people bring us food all I can say is keep it up thank you God bless you
0: Worship or preach?
5: Worship Worship. Matthew, let's worship a bit that you work
0: <laughs> They didn't know any of this was happening, neither did I.
4: Hey,
0: do y'all believe the Lord? Yeah. Yes. When Pharaoh let the people go. When Pharaoh let the people
4: go.
0: I believe the devil is losing his grip of fear and unbelief. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was want to encourage you, God is not interested in the short path, the easy path. He's interested in your character being developed. He's interested in you persevering. His love is not in question. His power is not in question. Our tenacity is all that is in question. Let's worship him with a tenacious faith. Let's love him in a tenacious way. God said about his people, if they face war, they may turn back. <laughs> then they wouldn't really be his people, would they? What do you do when you face war? I say, go headlong into the storm, friends. There's life in them fight. When God led his people out of Egypt, they were fully armed for battle, and so were you. Ephesians says that you have every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 6.10 doesn't say ask for the armor of God. It says put it on. Come on. It doesn't say go buy it if you can afford it. It says put it on. You've been given everything that you need. Now, all that's needed is tenacity. Amen, Sasha? Did it take some courage to walk down that aisle? You don't know us. We don't know you. Did but you know what you found yourself among the believing saints empowered from on high. Amen. Oh my goodness, that we could show the tenacity or faith of a girl. (laughs) Our God is the warrior, it's his battle. If you need a miracle today, come get your miracle. Come get it. We're gonna worship. I'm not gonna preach, we're gonna let the Holy Ghost preach. I'll preach to y'all some other time. Okay? We're gonna worship. Go ahead, Matthew.